Hey there, if you would like ad-free and early versions of these episodes, as well as bonus episodes, movie club episodes, and lots more, head on over to patreon.com slash craigandfriends. It's whimsically volatile. Why, Katya, what was that that you were saying? <laughs> well, Craig, I was simply stating one of my fav- very favorite songs is, I can make you put the phone down. Do you oh, know that one? I don't think I do, Katya. Well, Craig, let me tell you what that song is. It's by Erica Badu, and it's off You Can't Use My Phone. Oh, I see. Is that uh, the same album that has... Um, I think it's an EP. Oh, okay. Then I don't know. What is an EP? EP? Well, this is funny because it originally it was extended play, but that term comes from back in the day when they would put it out on seven-inch vinyl. So a regular okay. single would just be a regular single, and then extended play would be an extended single. But now it's kind of silly because LP means long player, mm. i.e. I- an album. Yeah. So EP, it's kind of just like a name that has sort of been grandfathered into... I guess you could call it an extended play single, but at okay. the same time... Mini well, album. But what if I wanted to call it a BP? Hmm. And then I could just say that stands uh, for British butt, Petroleum. Butt plug. Butt plug. Yeah. Butt plug. Yeah. Big oil. Big oil butt plug. <laughs> Big oil butt plug. Be- oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, do you know what a bop is in Russian? No, what? A thief. B O P, the character V O. It's so a B is a V. Yeah. O is O, and P is a R. So it's Vor, but it looks like bop. Oh, okay. Isn't that funny? That is. I didn't yes. know that that was. Darling is hysterical. Oh, so I'm, so I'm laughing so hard I can barely express. <laughs> <laughs> so we're here now with our guest, uh, Blythe Russo. That's right. The inimitable, the incomparable, the often imitated but never quite duplicated. Mm, I'm back on the couch. That's right. Back on the couch. Fellow former Bostonian, uh, fe- former partner of mine. He has mass hole through and through. No, thank you. No, thank you. You're I, not a mass hole. She really rejects the mass hole thing. You want to get into that? Get into it Why? with her. I, I want to get into it. I just don't relate to it because I escaped yes, the you, mass holes. No, you did not escape the yes, mass I holes. Did. You're a mass hole in your heart of hearts. Don't you dare, Barbara, please bring me the facts. So how do you react to being told that you're a mass hole at heart? Blythe? Give it your oh. uh, honest thoughts because I think I have an I- indication I, I as usually, to what they would be. My reaction is like, God, I usually will argue and then start talking about how much I hate Boston and then excuse myself. But from you do that not stereotype. hate Boston. Well, I mean, I don't hate it. I think living there for a long time. I just there's I have great friends there and there's great people, but there's so much there's so many I mean this is anywhere in the US or anywhere. There's so many townies kind of in like the outer laying areas of the city and people who will vote Republican and just kind of have shitty attitudes and I run too many run ins. I just But you good. know what I did to them? You did a lot of bad stuff. I fucked the you shitty did. attitudes out of their bodies. <laughs> I didn't oh. work No, you I swear everyone. to God, I really did. Mm-hmm. All those you townies, all those Republican townies, I made them pay for this puss puss. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, and then I fucked the attitudes right out of their bodies. <laughs> you were a busy beaver. I was a. Hey, wait, wait, or do you remember that one? From the Naked Gun? Nice, beaver. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. I just had it stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good line. I love the Anna Nicole one. Oh. Naked Gun. Oh, this went really high. Uh, well, Naked I was just adjusting things. We just jumped it's into okay. it, darling. You understand. You Sometimes know? you make an adjustment, Blythe. Would you please just hold on your hat? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to make things sound better for everyone. <laughs> what happened to my beer? <laughs> I don't have the answer to that question. I'm not your fetch it f- yeah. boy. Yeah. Would you like me to fetch you another beer, Blythe? Oh. You fetched a drink for Brian. Uh, yes, because we're friends. <laughs> we're friends, <laughs> darling. You're a bitter adversary. Yes. Arch nemesis, in fact. Mm-hmm. That's right. Demon enemies. <laughs> a Russian ballerina stomping on a bureaucrat. A perky suburban housewife who's dipping a toe in scat. Skip it a bop, skip it a bop, skip a bop, 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 bop. bop. It's whimsically volatile. 
Why caught you? What was that that you were saying? <laughs> well, Craig, I was simply stating one of my fav- very favorite songs is I Can Make You Put The Phone Down. Do you oh, know that one? I don't think I do, Katya. Well, Craig, let me tell you what that song is. It's by Erica Badu, and it's off You Can't Use My Phone. Oh, I see. Is that uh, the same album that has... Um, I think it's an EP. Oh, okay. Then I don't I- know. What is an EP? EP? Well, this is funny, because it originally was Extended Play. But that term comes from back in the day when they would put it out on seven-inch vinyl. So a regular single would just be a regular single, and then extended play would be an extended single. But now it's kind of silly because LP means long player, Mm. i.e. an album. So EP, it's kind of just like a name that has sort of been grandfathered into, I guess you could call it an extended play single, but at the same time, mini album. But what if I wanted to call it a BP? Hmm. And then I could just say that stands Uh, for British Petroleum. Butt plug? Butt plug, butt plug. Big oil. Big oil butt plug. <laughs> Big oil butt plug. Be- oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, do you know what a bop is in Russian? No, what? A thief. B-O-P, the character V. Oh, it's so a B is a V. Yeah. O is O and P is a R. So it's Vor, but it looks like bop. Oh, okay. Isn't that funny? It is. I didn't yes. know that that was... Darling, it's hysterical. Oh, so there, I'm, I'm laughing so hard I can barely express... <laughs> So we're here now with our guest, uh, Blythe Russo. That's right. The inimitable, the incomparable, the often imitated, but never quite duplicated. Mm, I'm back on the couch. That's right. Back on the couch. Fellow former Bostonian, uh, former partner of mine. Yes. Mass hole through and through. No, thank you. No, thank you. You're not a mass hole. She really rejects the mass hole thing. You want to get into that? Get into it with her. I want to get into you. I just don't relate to it because I escaped the mass holes. No, you did not escape the mass holes. You're a mass hole in your heart of hearts. Don't you Dear Barbara, please bring me the facts. So how do you react to being told that you're a mass hole at heart? Like, give it your no. uh, honest thoughts. Because I think I have an I- indication I, I as usually, to what they would be. My reaction is like, God, I usually will argue and then start talking about how much I hate Boston and then excuse myself. But you do not hate Boston. Oh, I mean, I don't hate it. I think living there for a long time. I just, there's, I have great friends there and there's great people, but there's so much, there's so many, I mean, this is anywhere in the U.S. or anywhere, there's so many townies kind of in like the outer laying areas of the city and people who will vote Republican and just kind of have shitty attitudes and I, run, too many run-ins, I just, But you good. know what I did to them? You did a lot of bad stuff. I fucked the you shitty did. attitudes out of their bodies. <laughs> I didn't oh. work this too. No, you I swear to God, I really did. Mm-hmm. All those you townies, all those Republican townies, I made them pay for this puss puss. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, and then I fucked the attitudes right out of their bodies. <laughs> you were a busy beaver. I was a, hey, wait, wait, or, or, do you remember that one? From the Naked Gun? Nice beaver. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. I just had it stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good line. I love the Anna Nicole one. Oh. Nick Gun. Oh, this went really high. Uh, well, Nick I was just adjusting things. We just jumped it's into okay. it, darling. You understand. You Sometimes know? you make an adjustment, Blythe. Would you please just hold on your hat? Yeah, I'm trying to make things sound better for everyone. <laughs> what happened to my beer? I don't have the answer to that question. I'm not sure. Fetch it, yeah. boy. Yeah. Would you like me to fetch you another beer, Blythe? Oh. You fetched a drink for Brian. Uh, yes, because we're friends. <laughs> we're friends, darling. You're a bitter adversary. Yes. Arch nemesis, in fact. Mm-hmm. That's right. Demon enemies. They're like in the same building at, at each oh, other's throats. No. This, this apartment's being torn asunder. Listeners at home, it's a fucking free for all. Oh, my God. Not the Ming vase. <laughs> Not my my priceless hose from Frederick's of Hollywood. <laughs> oh, Frederick, that bitch. You better keep me away from the microphone like I am right now because I am livid. I am enraged. 
They might snatch it back from you. There you go, That's darling. Uh, Coors Light. Coors Light. For a simple Boston trollop. <laughs> <laughs> Who loves Boston with all of her heart. Yeah. <sighs> but what do you, so what's your favorite beer? Coors Light is disgusting. How dare you? I didn't choose it. Um, well, you know, it's, I keep it on hand here because it's the preferred beer of all the gentlemen <laughs> on Vanderpump Rules. That's true. Okay, dear gentlemen, I'm so sorry for reading you. <laughs> And and uh, to clear that up, so I do a podcast, for those of you who don't know, about Vanderpump Rules called Pump Rules Podcast. And mm-hmm. then after doing the podcast, which Blythe used to do with me too, two of the cast members moved into the building, and then two more cast members moved into the building down the hall from the other cast members. And now Blythe lives on the second floor. I am still on the first floor. And it's uh, sometimes been referred to as Melrose Place, which is fine with me. Mm-hmm. That's a big it party like building. animal house, though. Yeah, it is. Mm, Third it, floor, especially. It can definitely be, yeah. I, I led a gentleman in this morning who was carrying a lot of paper towels. Oh. He was Isn't cleaning up the mess from the party. Yeah, he must have been. He had a whole balancing act of paper towels, and I and I and I said, "You should be in the circus." And, and did he take that well? I That's usually something you take I, I, well. I don't think he's. I don't think he took it well. What I meant by that was, would you please like to have sex with me? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's code. Yeah, yeah. Like juggle these apples, bud. <laughs> what did he look like? He was a beautiful um, man. Get into my three rings, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Outer, inner, and in the secret layer. The secret layer. <laughs> Blind. What do you think about this secret layer? Have you ever fed fish and chips, darling? <laughs> oh, you know, you know what he means, darling. Wait, what are we going to talk about today? What's whimsical and what's volatile? Uh, volatile would be Blythe. Blythe. Oh, uh, well, okay. the, the demands for beer. Uh. Yes. She, she, she waltzed, nice. she barged into the apartment and she just demanded. She demanded everything. She said, this rug has got to go and this wallpaper won't do and give me my cause light yesterday. Where are my refreshments? I demand. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling today, mom? I'm good. Yeah. Well rested. Well Got rested. lots of errands done. You look beautiful. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You have a lovely uh, new hair system happening system yes. yes good way to put it system of hair is happening indeed all right on it's your head it's blue grayish and it matches my whole denim outfit mm-hmm. i'm digging it it's yeah you're oh my god you're giving quite the so listeners at home please take <laughs> take note she's mixed and matching the denim story we've got a whole denim storyline going on here we've got a we've got a dark blue on the bottom really very no. very dark we got very, very dark. dark and then we got wicked a medium dark. tone wicked fucking dark yeah. down the bottom with and a like fucking super, hole super medium yeah. on top yeah super medium on top with a little bit of acid wash not really but and then we got a little light gray blue storyline on the top of a fucking head you douchebag motherfucker <laughs> and it all goes real well with your course light yeah yeah, yeah it does it does I really miss Boston Boston, though. <laughs> Did you know, I miss Boston. I, know. I do. I miss Jacques Cabaret, Jacques World Famous. World Famous Cabaret. Well, I'm glad you're in LA now. Yeah, me too. But the weather's nice, although it's shit-tastic out today. It is gross. The last time we taped, I believe, it was also rainy. Rainy days and Mondays, Gregory. Mm, they always get me down. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you both the question. Sure. How beautiful am I on a scale of one to amazing? Stupendous. Would you say jaw dropping? Would you say would staggering? You, stag- would you say um, <laughs> record breaking? Record shattering? Yes. Oh, would you say um, tube tying? <laughs> Gob stopping? Okay, thank you. I have a little bit of sweat on my brow. Mm. I'm hormonal. Uh, I'm sweating right now. Is it too warm in here? I feel no, like I'm warm, but I'm wearing a sweater. Yeah. <laughs> 
Hot flashes again? Hot flashes. That's yes. usually That's what it is, yeah. Menopausal woman. So for listeners who don't know us personally, which is like four of you, I think. Yep. And uh, so <laughs> yeah. Blythe and I, uh, in addition to being boyfriend-girlfriend for a long time, we uh, ran Video Drum Discotheque together, Blythe mm-hmm. promoted and hosted, and that around that time is Did when we met. Did all the artwork, too? Well, I'm yes, getting she, to that. I'm getting she, to that. Okay, enough. Stop fighting. Yeah. This is just so... I, I feel very... I, I'm not going to be the middle child again. Yeah. No, I know. I'm no, getting I'm that saying. vibe. I'm getting that. Uh, what was the middle child on the Brady Bunch? Peter? Jan. Jan, of yeah. course. Peter Jan. Sure, Jan. Jan Peters. I'm sure, trying to Jan. make you uncomfortable. Yes, you're Well, doing you're doing a, a fabulous job. job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and making, making it look effortless as well. Yeah, thank you. Um, and yes, and so I was, what I was going to get to was that you're quite a terrific artist and did Incredible. all the flyers, uh, Thanks, which Craig. you can check out on my page and Blythe's as well. And Blythe's social handle is? Blythe Russo. Spell it for the ladies and gentlemen who aren't. Wait, familiar no, with you. let me spell it for okay. you, bub. B L Y T H E I U S S O. Is that right? That's very correct. Thank no. you. It's not. You said I. B L Y B L Y T H E I U S S O. R U S S O. That's what I heard. I said I U S S O. See, I can't even pick up the accent. It's the mass hole. Rendition. Ah, there's an oh. I in there. Yeah. No, not an <laughs> I. There's no I in Russo. There's no I in R-U-S-S-O. It's classic business uh, strategy. But Blythe, I have a question for you. <clears throat> I have a challenge for you. <laughs> have you accepted Jasmine Masters as your personal lord and savior? Not yet. Okay. She's good, though. Uh, excuse me? She's amazing. Thank you. There, that's better. That's Thank better. You. He gets quite enraged. So, what's the secret? What's the secret to um, not staying married? Just kidding. Oh, uh, the um, secret, the way that you can go about it, that uh, you can really hold to it. I'm, I'm not sure, but we're still friends. Oh, so. but you guys are actually okay. No, no let, let me get serious for a second, because you guys are actually you stayed friends after mm-hmm. a marriage. Essentially, I mean, we Pretty were together much. almost 14 years. But that's common law marriage. That's two common law marriages. That's, that's true. That's true. It's mm-hmm. a double. But where are the kids? <laughs> We're not sure. We're not yeah, sure. Yeah. In the move, I don't know. Some boxes went missing. And you know, we didn't want to report crib. them because I guess it's illegal to transfer them that way. Do you think I should get married? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Blythe doesn't, no. doesn't think anyone should get married. Do you? Okay, oh, no, I don't on. think that. Uh, really, really, really? No, say more, say more, say more. Are you sure about that? No, personally, I don't. I've never been into the idea of marriage. Hmm. I don't know. And why? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Please elaborate more. Adamant on that. about that that position, yet you do not know why. I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. You know. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. 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 I can't think of a weird, funny way to. Well, it doesn't have to be funny. I don't think marriage works for half the people, and I think I have some statistics to back that up. But I don't also don't think that till death to us part is a very. Um, a realistic proposition. Well, it's kind of, I mean, like you can make marriage however you want it to be. It doesn't have to be religious during the ceremony, but there's something about it that seems just like this overly traditional Catholic thing that I've never <gasps> liked that much. I'm sorry, Boston. Boston um, Catholic. Well. I, I am a Boston Catholic, though. I know you are. I'm not trying to offend you. I wish you would. Uh, well, you I don't have, have to try. Many times. Yeah. Um, but also, I think just um, part of me, like, I feel like I act like a dude, but I'm feminine looking. So there's something about the institution of marriage where I would, it's like, I don't want to be called a wife. Like, I don't relate to that. That's really cool, side though. of it. Yeah. I just feel That's like it's really cool. Even with kids, there's something about like, 
I love myself, but I, the part of my body being a woman, like having kids and stuff, I don't relate to it at all. And I've never, I have, my brother was born when I was six. I didn't want anything to do with him. <laughs> like I didn't like <laughs> kids from the beginning. <laughs> I'm very weird. <laughs> so you hate children. Yeah, you're apparently. A, you're the, you're a, I'm a monster from you're, Boston. You're a monster. You're the monster mash. <laughs> yes. So all those baby dolls that you were going to get her for Christmas. Yeah. Just, uh, this is my way of trying to yeah. tell you that maybe, maybe that's not the right gift. Yeah. I remember my friend always had those little cabbage patch dolls and all these things. And I don't know what was wrong with me as a kid, but I'd go over and like scribble on them and play with them and like bang them up. I hated dolls. I like Barbies. I had cool Barbies, but I something you about those dolls. I ripped the heads off of the Barbies. Yeah, it was kind of Did you crazy. play with monster trucks, Blythe? Those are fucking... <laughs> yeah. Did you do it, honey? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So you, mm. do, so you talked about... So you're talking about... <laughs> Not you are like a dude. You are like a dude, but yeah. I, but I want to say that you're like a dude because you're fucking chill, man. Thank you. You're fucking. Chill. I don't have like any girlfriends, not because I avoid it, but I just I feel like I just like hanging out with guys. So you're a misogynist. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. So, so. deep seated misogyny runs through and through <laughs> the Russo blood, flows yep. through the river. Would mm-hmm. you say it's blood. a misogynistic dynasty, darling? Yes. Yes. Everything's a dynasty, <laughs> really. <laughs> But you know when you say it's a when um, the difference you know the difference between a dynasty and a dynasty is Never one's louder. No? Do you get that? <laughs> Does that make sense? Uh, the dun, darling. The, the dun. So when you die, <laughs> you die <laughs> in a civil fashion. Yeah, you yeah, consume yeah, food at a very elegant table yeah, with the yeah, correct wine. Yeah, lobster, lobster, thermidor, darling. So Craig, yes, Katya. <laughs> Katya, what is it? Craig, the thing that I'm struggling with right now... Yes, Katya? Well, I just... Craig, I just don't... See, Craig, the thing is... Yes, Katya? I just... Craig, you're not even listening to me, Craig. Katya, I am listening to every <laughs> syllable. <laughs> I am a dyke. A distinguished, intelligent, knowledgeable expert of so many different subjects. But I don't know what to talk about right now because Blythe is a vision of grace and beauty standing right before me on this chair. Oh, She's you. also threatening you with a sharp implement. So, <laughs> yeah. Would you put the scissors down, sweetie? It's very uh, unnerving. Mm. I'm very aggressive, apparently. <laughs> And now you're working with Brian as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, she's mm-hmm. my assistant part-time. Mm-hmm. Executive assistant, I Exec- saw on the paperwork. Yes, the paperwork clearly states that she is, in fact, the executive assistant. <laughs> I'm good at taking care you of You are then. fucking good at taking care of Taking care and taking care. Taking care and taking care and taking care. And taking care. I am. Yeah. You take care of business. I do. Do you know in Russian they'd call her business lady? Mm. Oh, the hello business lady. It's I a, would like that to be my the, title. The business lady. <laughs> I would say blight Russo, business lady. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, they would say blight. Yeah. blight. Like blight on the boil, like, like a boil on the butt of humanity. Yeah. Oh, okay. The potato blight. Potato blight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> speaking, of Irish, speaking of Irish Catholicism. I'm quarter Irish. Which she loves also, by the way. In addition to Bostonian, she loves the Irish <laughs> You thing. hate Irish people, no, don't you? No, my God. <laughs> this is going to be listened to by like so many people. Well, yeah, Irish people right. are notoriously right. irascible. Yeah. Irish people are notoriously irascible, but they also are filled with self-deprecating humor. I agree. I don't... I like Irish. I'm quarter Irish. I think also not loving Boston, there was that air of like drinking too much, yes. being obnoxious, yes. being at a sports game, yes. many misogynists, horrible yes. people, horrible men. So you can see why my opinions are as no, they are. I, I, and I don't, I don't dog you for those because Boston is also penetratingly, unequivocally 
unambiguously segregated. Yes, and it's so small. I forgot it's like the same size as San Francisco, and just the rent and everything's crazy. There's no oh, room for huge. people. No, it yeah. sucks. It's super fucking expensive, and it's yeah, yeah. it is really tiny. And yeah. the I think the funny thing about the Boston New York's quote unquote rivalry is that they're even sisters. No, there's they're no connection. Sister. There's, no, there's connection no connection at all. Right. It's just the Red Sox fans get mad at New York, and I'm, yeah. it's dumb. Why are those Yankees so good? I'm from uh, Swampskit. We got, Marlboro. We got Marlboro. Marlboro. Yeah. Marlboro, bud. Hey, bud. Hey, bud, bud. Hey, bud. We got sports. We got the arts. I think you say spots. Spots. Mm. Spots. Spots. See, it's been a while. I haven't been back there since we moved. Well, you hear about George? Nah, well, what, uh, what's that fucking kid up to? His horse is fucking retarded. George's <laughs> like, horse, he parks yeah, him in the lawn. Like wicked retarded. Wicked fucking retarded. This is George. These are actually more accurate Boston accents than Ben Affleck. And yes, they are. Yeah. Well, see, I do. So the accent I do is a heroin townie. Oh, yes. right. It's very Trish. specific. Have you been ever into the? Have you ever been to the Cape? Yes. Like yeah. Martha's Vineyard or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you'll know that a lot of those towns are just small heroin villages with a fishing problem. Hey, do you get changed for dying? <laughs> and it's that weird nasal drawl of some sort that's mm-hmm. really... Um, What's the drip? They've been snorting. It's it. the drip. drip. Yeah. It's the drip. Yeah. When you crush up those pills, when you snort them, that shit just stays in the back yeah, of your throat. Yeah, you got that good oxy drip life. Hey, mm-hmm. you got that dollar though, honey. Your esophagus is rotting out. Yes. Oh, wait, wait. There was a guy that came to Marlboro High School. Yeah. And he was a cocaine addict. It was like a scared straight kind of presentation oh, type yeah, of thing. Yeah. And he used to talk. He talked about blowing snot rockets of nasal tissue into the shower Ooh. and pushing them down the drain with his big toe. Oh my god! Isn't that hysterical? I think when you get to the point that you're blowing out nasal tissue on a regular basis, it's probably time to. I've never, get it oh come on! You're I've just never, getting started. You never I've, heard of that. I've never heard of that. That's fucking awful. Well, because you get you know coke nose is no joke. Yeah, you get a lot of uh, nasal um, goings on up there. Glenn Fry from the Eagles, as my friend Ethan and I like to pronounce Glenn Frey. Uh, this is a joke for one person, by the way. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> uh, he burnt a hole in his nose so bad he had to get an implant, but the, he then burnt through the original implant oh, sure. and had to get the first implant replaced with a titanium implant. What? Yeah. Wow. He's now dead. I don't know if that's a surprise. But. I, I'm shocked. I need a moment. Who yeah. was the singer, a musician, who started putting it in his drink? Stevie Ray Vaughan. Uh, was doing a thing where he would dissolve a gram of coke in a bottle of Crown Royal. So that because he wanted to have it on stage with him. I think that's fine. No, nope. it's not because your stomach can't digest it. So what happens is basically stalactites form of this residue and all the junk. I don't believe that at all. Well, his doctor told him that. Really? I mean, I didn't have a conversation with him about it, but from what <laughs> I've read, it, his stomach was really fucked up because it's really hard in your stomach, and he was drinking a lot of it. So, Plus oh, I guess if yeah, well, the alcohol is going to give you ulcerative colitis too. Yeah, yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Plus, if you're doing a bottle of that a day with the gram of coke in it, oh yeah, that's very aggressive for your system. Yeah. I just realized I I just talked like I thought I was a doctor. Well, ulcerative colitis. I don't even know what that is. No, it's good though. I mean, you know, you know the term. You know what it means. Yeah. Okay. It's good. a hole in the lining of your digestive system. Yes. It, oh, thank you very much, Barbara. Please. You don't have to be a doctor to be like. I, I think I got hemorrhoids. I mean, you know, well, you can say that, or I, don't I think know. you have hemorrhoids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know that I once was with a trick, and he said, "Just be go easy down there. I have a hemorrhoid." Ooh. What's and your I was next? Like, what's the follow up line? What's I was the... like, "What did you just call me?" <laughs> 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 uh, but he said, literally, he was on his back. I offered to give him a massage. This was a gig, by the way. Mm-hmm. And um, he said. Go easy down there. I got a hemorrhoid. 
And I was like, way to kill the like the quarter of a boner that had just started to form in my... <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's a quick way to ruin the mood. Go easy down there. But I guess when was he going to break it to you? Oh, oh, that's disgusting. Hey, look, you know, you inferred what you wanted to infer. So that's, that's a little true. look into your mind and Thank yours. You. you could call me Venus inferred. How do you like that? How do you like uh, that Velvet very, Underground joke? Very good. Very good. I, I like, like that, that very Velvet much. Yeah. Joke. Okay. Um, so I, but you know, speaking of stalactites or mites or whatever in the, in the stomach. Yeah. Salad tights. Salad tights. Yeah. Robin Hood <laughs> men in salad tights. Go tights on, kid. We're going to go yeah. out We're going down the fucking Olive Garden, bud. We're going to put your <laughs> salad tights on. Put your fucking salad tights on. Let's go. <laughs> We're going to tear that up the fucking That is funny. Town. Do you remember Ruby Tuesdays? Uh, do I remember it? Of course I do. What do you think I am? Some kind of lunatic? Do you remember TGI Fridays? Uh, mm-hmm. They were all over Massachusetts. Yes, they were. You know what was also over Massachusetts? Meth in my mouth. Yeah. Oh, you know what yeah. about meth mouth? We've talked about, yeah, about meth mouth. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the last episode. Seven years I did meth. Never went to the dentist. Mm, and your good. teeth are perfect. My teeth are perfect. I don't even have a fucking cavity. So nothing came of it? Nothing came of you it. Tr- as hard mm. as you tried to get those teeth. I tried to get out. all these teeth ripped out. I want no, all but replaced. I used to eat meth. Though. We were talking about the Crown Royal. I used oh, to, I used yeah, to yeah. put the crystals on my tongue and wash it down with like OJ or whatever. Oh, okay. So you don't have any gum deterioration? No, no gum deterioration. And I'm not saying, hey, kids at home, please don't eat meth. I mean, I'm yeah. not. <laughs> Why? Well, I am saying that. I am yeah. saying that. I am don't saying yeah, 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 yeah. That's actually what you said. Yeah. But, um, the guy, one of the guys at rehab, one of the best guys ever, he was like, yeah, we got the high speed chicken feed. What's what? Meth. Oh, he used okay. to call it high speed chicken feed. I like that. I'm and embarrassed that I didn't catch up on a drug euphemism because I'm always usually the first one to be like, that's a great drug euphemism. It's that good old North Carolina high speed chicken feed. <laughs> but they used to just pour a gram into his mouth to wake oh him up. Good Lord. To wake him up. Yeah. Wake him up. <sighs> and he was often zooming. Wow. And he, yeah. He's a great guy. Super great guy. That's a hearty breakfast. Still alive. Yeah, he's still alive despite all odds. I think he might have macheted somebody's fingers off. I'm not sure. I can't. You can't be well, sure. If but he did. Someone poured a gram down my throat. I probably would do that more. I know. <laughs> do it more. Yeah, do yeah. it more. And How many more. fingers have you macheted <laughs> off so far today, Blythe? It's only Thursday after yeah, all. Yeah, two people. Yeah, yeah. That's not bad for you. Yeah. Have you ever gotten a fist fight, Blythe Russo? I've always actually. I was thinking about this recently. For some reason, when I was a kid. Now, I mean, I don't want to now, but I always want to just punch somebody, and I never punched anybody <laughs> yeah. before. Do you know they made... Punch you face. never punch somebody in the face? No. Me neither. I need that experience. I need it, too. I punch people in the face. You have, Craig? Oh, yeah. I got yeah. into a lot of fist fights in school, in uh, elementary school. You're kidding. In what was the best school. one? Give uh, us a highlight reel. Well, actually, the best one was when this kid was taunting me, and then he made a move. He slapped my glasses off, which, if you're a glasses wearer, that is like a red rag to a bull. It's the instant, I'm going to go crazy on you, Switch. Yeah. And also, I'm very blind without them. So sure. and it's an insult. It's humiliating. So I picked the kid up by his shirt, and he was stuck in his desk, and I dragged him all the way to the front of the, of the classroom and slammed it against the blackboard. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. I'm going to just, I'm just going to gi- very gingerly make myself <laughs> a little bit more distant. I think maybe. Oh, that's nice. Thanks <laughs> so much. Just tar and feather me in Wait. the public forum. That, that's the alarm of you fucking outing me for something that's not true. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. There, there we it go. is. That's the alarm. That's a sign for me to edit that out. Yeah, yeah. Get the punching bag. He's about to go ham. <laughs> you wanted me to come on you this what? podcast. You what? You said what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have anger issues too. Me too. We all, See? Wait, we all have anger issues. It's better to talk about your problems and admit things. That's oh, you true. think so? I'm just kidding. It is better for you to talk about them and admit them rather than someone else point at you and go, oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh yeah, that one. Anger issues. But we're playing the blame game. We don't like that. We just do the name game. We do Blythe, the name Blythe, game. Blythe, Bobite, oh, banana, she was playing her version, which is like Craig does something bad. Oh, the, the, the Craig does something bad game. I love that. Are we? Do we have to pause for laundry? I do have to run down. I hate to interrupt. It's such a critical juncture. I mean, yes. you can talk without me, and then I can just edit that out later. No, I just but, don't think that's fair. Uh, I'm yeah. going to go enjoy a cigarette on the lanai. Yeah, I do think it's perfect time for a cigarette and a little chat. <laughs> <laughs> Let me pull you About how things are done around here in my apartment. Okay. Don't you mean your domicile, darling? My domicile, <laughs> yes. My, uh, my villa. While Brian and Craig are outside, they've asked me to relay a few pieces of information to you on their behalf. First off, they'd like to say thank you very much for all the lovely notes, comments, and artwork you've been sending their way. Secondly, they said thank you, thank you, thank you, love, love, love to all the lovely iTunes reviews. Please hit subscribe on iTunes, and also, if you are Stitcher, Spotify, or SoundCloud customer, we're there as well. I mean, they're there. <laughs> on Instagram and Twitter, it's at Katya and Craig. Of course, you can find Katya at at Katya underscore Zamo, and Craig at at Videodrome Disco. That's V-I-D-E-O Drome Disco. And now, back to the show. I want to talk about trolls. Oh, yeah, yeah. We know about trolls. You know a lot about trolls. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about trolling. Yeah, so what's your experience been with trolling? I think trolls are ridiculous. Mm. I think if um, God gave us all a voice, some people's is just rotten. You know, I mean, nobody cares about your two cents. Barbara, Stacy, Catherine, Leslie, George, James, and Jimmy. Um, so shut the fuck up. It's always the profile says, loving mother. Yeah, yeah. Christian. Blessed. Yeah, so blessed, blessed to be life. here. Hashtag blessed. Yeah, lover of God. Um, Mama, if you loved God, you would shut the fuck up and go to church. It's people who don't really have anything to say, but want no. their two cents on there. Right. They're just nasty comments. Nasty comments and stupid uh, buffoonery, tomfoolery, shenanigans, shenanigans, drama, conflama, and madness. Just like Alyssa Edwards had talked about once. Mm. Yeah, some people just, their whole life is trolling people on the internet. Yeah, trolling. I just, I just want to be included. Hey guys, <laughs> look, I've got something to spray. <laughs> Well, you know. karma gets them in the end. The key to anyone who's dealing with trolls is do not feed the trolls. Don't feed the trolls and also don't even look under the bridge. That's right. <laughs> which is known as the comment section. Yeah. Don't yeah. ever look at it. Yeah. If, I, you, if yeah. you glance at it, realize you've made a mistake, just move close on. the page, move on. Move on. And it's about, I, I've found personally that after going to rehab, I realized that um, not only like you know RuPaul was right for me as, and right on the money mm-hmm. when she said you're addicted to anxiety have you ever well, she didn't say you're addicted she said have you ever considered right that you might have an addiction to anxiety sure and and she's not a therapist right she's not a therapist she's not even a guru she's a, an artist and a drag aficionado mm-hmm. and also the best drag queen in the world besides her obstetrician work which well was- I mean you can't get it you, you can't get any better no you really can't and her podiatry is off the oh, hook sumptuous I've never had someone look at my feet and say hey those are feet <laughs> <laughs> I just needed to hear that one time from somebody yeah look at all them ten toes you're doing something right if only Bob. someone told me that when I was a kid I, <laughs> I mean I'm not I mean I'm not gonna live in the past but <laughs> <laughs> I got my ten toes stomped firmly in the present. <laughs> no, but she said that, and and she said she suggested I consider that, and I, and at the time I was like, well, I don't know, I don't know, and I was like, maybe you know that makes that's kind of compelling, mm. and and she was right, mm-hmm. she was right on the money, and I have an I have um 
not only do I have a narcissistic complex like any entertainer, uh-huh. but I have um, I have an addiction to I have a propensity towards that which will disturb me. Oh right, sure. You know, because I love it, horror. Search movies. it right out. Yeah, yeah, search it out. And and I'm like you know Blythe knows do like I am in a very fortunate position to not be really like a target. Cause I just put myself out there yeah. and I'm, I allow myself to be vulnerable and people kind of can't fuck with that. If I, it's like, it's almost a defense mechanism. It's like, if I fuck myself first, then you can't fuck me. Sure. Yeah. 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 You know, but the, the, they, the trolls keep on coming. They always come because everybody's got a little two cents to throw in the ring. You just don't fucking look at it ever, talking ever. About, talking about anger issues. That's proper anger <laughs> issues. Oh my God. Well, that's true. I always, your fans are so amazing and supportive that I don't think of the other side of you know, troll city. Oh yeah, I mean, I have I have my trolls. Mm-hmm. Everyone does. Everybody yeah. has their trolls. Everybody has their demons. But demon, the difference between a troll and a demon is a demon you can't see him. You know, even and, uh, tiny demons. But uh, yeah, right, Todd Rundgren fans. <laughs> oh, what is, what is that? No, I didn't get that reference. I know. Well, it's again, joke for one person. It's no, not, not really. For us it's too. like four or five people. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Todd Rundgren has a song called Tiny Demons, is and that it's basically about dealing with demons that okay. are small but they're persistent. Sure. Oh, but I like to call that a nebbish. The yeah. Dybbuk box. Oh, the oh, Dybbuk yes. box. But a Dybbuk is a demon. Yep. A Nebish is just a troll. Yeah. Kind of, sort of, I think. <laughs> like, it, it's like a little like, hey, hey, guys. Hey, 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 pay attention to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't, I don't like those people. And I think um, the biggest mistake anybody can make if, they, if they're putting out content, as it were, yeah. in the public realm, is to, is to spend time reading the comments. Because if, if you're an artist or an entertainer, you really need to surround yourself in a community of colleagues with whom you can discuss your stuff. Right. You know, like, hey, am I any good, guys? And they're like, no, you suck. And then you're <laughs> like, why? Then that, pay attention to them. Yeah. You know. Right. But because reading the comments and sort of believing in that or even entertaining it, it's basically like driving to a room full of people, any room, and being like, hey, what do you guys think of me? Because would you care what they thought? No. Absolutely not. But we are so we are so just conditioned by habit to um, inhabit a world where everybody's opinion matters. Yeah. And that is patently untrue. By the way, a nebbish, the definition is a person, especially a man who is regarded <laughs> as pitifully intellectual, timid or submissive. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah, it's cool. different than that. Uh, oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I know a nebbish. So a nebbish, actually Woody <laughs> Allen would have at one point been considered a nebbish before he was considered a raging pervert. Or, or in, in, but after or before he considered an auteur. Around the same time. Around the same around time. the same time. But probably considered a nebbish first because he was a stand-up comedian before becoming an auteur. <sighs> I've known a nebbish, darling, and I say, Get out of my house. <laughs> Get out, you timid, submissive intellectual. Yes, you're a, you're a dilettante, darling, and there's, there's no space for you on my parquet floor. No, not at all. And, and not for me, either. <laughs> I need to have the chorus light delivered. I th- so it's funny, because I had an old boss. But you remember Dorothy's Boutique? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So for the listeners who don't know what that is... Oh, let me tell you. Gotcha. Please, fill in listeners. But Craig, if you just allow me to continue, Craig, maybe then I would... Ugh. I think, Katya, I think I knew where you were going to go, and yeah, I don't but, think you were going to do any expository work, and so I would like to allow that to happen. Craig, you just never let me finish. Craig, I just want to finish my story. Katya, I am trying to let you finish. Let me let you finish, Katya. <laughs> well, I worked at this fabulous boutique um, owned by John Diamond, still owned by John Diamond in, uh, in on Mass Ave in Boston, right next to Berkeley College of Music, and it was a costume shop of sorts that also had... We basically had everything. It was like a jack of all trades, master uh-huh. of none kind of situation where we would replace watch batteries. We would sell wigs. We would sell like wig um, batteries. Wig batteries. We would uh, watch wigs for your watch. Oh, yeah, you need wig, those. little wiglets, wiglets mm-hmm. upon wiglets, and then. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, 
there was a we get all types of folks coming in there yeah uh, you, from your garden variety nebbish to to like a raging homosexual to um a lady of the night to pimps in their hose oh. and then you get like students and um but student pimps student well. pimps and I've, <laughs> I've told this story before but i'm gonna tell it again because it goes along with our little boston theme and this uh, a lovely junkie woman um perhaps a streetwalker i'm not really know i didn't really know what her tea was but i knew what her drug tea was because i can sniff it out <laughs> um she came in and she um, undid her jeans mm-hmm. she pulled them down and to reveal a pair of leggings and she said you know spandex is a right not a privilege <laughs> <laughs> I swear to god that's amazing and then another uh, another woman came in she, you know this was a um, I believe she was a, a woman um uh, a hooker uh-huh. and uh, I know I know in fact she was a hooker sorry uh-huh. and um, her her her, uh, her hooker name was Giselle mm-hmm. although I think she went by Tiffany and then she might have had another name too so that was a secondary hooker name or her real name was Tiffany I think she vacillated between two depending on the clientele gotcha yeah okay. yeah different but markets had, different, different, yeah different yeah. strokes for different folks yeah. and she had these giant breast implants uh-huh. and she would wear these very taut tight thin white cotton t-shirts uh-huh. where you could see her silver dollar nipples clearly through the fabric <laughs> And she would come in with McDonald's, mm-hmm. big bag of McDonald's to look at a wig. She had shaved head underneath and she'd look at a wig. She'd buy it, forget to cut the tag off sometimes, leave her McDonald's, go for a trick, come back with more McDonald's. Oh, wow. And then one time she was answering her, her phone, her work phone. Cause she had two cell phones, obviously sure. one for Giselle, <laughs> one for Tiffany, for Tiffany. And she, so she would answer the phone like this, like um, her work phone would ring. She's like, hello. Yes, I'm available. Um, I'm at a discreet location downtown, and I'm hosting for the next two hours. And um, there's plenty of on-street parking. And, uh, <laughs> and she would do this, and then and then one time she did this, and this is going to sound a little racially insensitive, but it, it, there's a point to the story. This is a direct quote. This is a direct quote. She's like, um, "Excuse me, sir, are you black?" And she's like, "Oh hell no, I don't do that." And she herself oh was God. an African American woman. Wow. That is confounding. There's a lot of confounding factors. The double McDonald's. The double McDonald's. (laughs) The the racial racial bizarreness. Bizarreness. And and she said to me very clearly, she's like, oh, no, I don't fuck with black men. They will just stretch you out. Oh, my God. And I was like. I, I, my wig was blown off. You yeah. know, I'm this I'm a timid pseudo intellectual white man myself. (laughs) And I was like, excuse me, Giselle. and I did I was speechless and I was like and especially amid the like with Boston being so racially uh, contentious segregated and just awful I didn't even know how to process that kind of thing but that was like just a day in the life of Dorothy's Boutique right it was crazy. And then you get a little old lady oh, then, yeah. looking for... And then a Russian lady who's like, you change battery. <laughs> you change battery right now, please. For you some know. reason, the watch battery element of the operation is probably the most bizarre to me. How, how would you know that they do that? I know. It's a freaking costume store. We on the put outside. a sign in the window, well, you I never stupid bitch. Why, you don't read sign. nothing. You don't ever read nothing. Blind, you gotta read something. Yeah, no, but it was like, it was crazy. And then we had heroin addicts who used to come in and then just nod off in front of the showcase. Oh, well, that's a good spot, I guess, because you're not in, engaged with the cashier at that point, right? No, this was right at the cashier. Oh, the showcase was at yeah. the cashier. So, I was never in Dorothy's. I you never went to Dorothy's? I don't think so. I've been there many times. Oh my God, you heathen, you lecherous cretin. Look, I had another source for wig batteries and, the, <laughs> and they, they delivered, okay? But you so, know what? That is a that is a bold-faced lie. There is no other option for for uh, watch Mm-mm. wig delivery batteries. Well, maybe I had someone else going in there and getting them there. And okay, well, you know what? Me. That's fine. 
Look, everyone has their own systems, their own coping method. Yeah. 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 I bought a great pair of nude tights there that have dollar signs on them. I still have them. You got nude tights with, with dollar mm-hmm. signs. That is a trashy level. I love it. Well, there was a guy, um, there was a guy, one a guy who worked there actually. He shall remain nameless for fear of slander, darling. Mm, yes, darling. But um, he was an aspiring pimp. Oh, aspiring. So the student pimp was not too far off the mark. Well, you're absolutely right. However, he used to wear his sunglasses indoors mm. in, a, in, a, in a cap and all kinds of stuff. Like he would, it was very uh, an identity concealment kind of scenario. Sure. We all learned that he was about 20 years older than he actually appeared. Oh, wow. One day. And then um, he also would follow girls around during the busy Halloween season and say, Hey, baby, you know, you should be a dancer. <laughs> and he was trying to collect um, dancing hoes. Yeah, he was trying to build a roster. He was trying to build an entertainment empire. Mm, a dynasty, if a you will. A dynasty, darling. <laughs> a dynasty for uh, the oh, the glass slipper. Ah, There's wait. only two strip clubs in Boston still. Centerfolds and the and glass, glass slipper. Stri- the glass stripper. Yeah. <laughs> right across the street from each other. The glass slipper and then the ass stripper. Yeah. Centerfolds <laughs> is the classier one. Yeah glass slipper in the toilet but it got moved because they were doing construction but they yeah. got the city to pay for the move across the street so now they're yeah. next door to each other but the glass oh, slipper bizarre. is the more seedy one yeah it's it's dueling strip clubs yeah, it's but, like the mcdonald's and well no it's not even like that it's like the olive garden and the what the taco bell the Applebee's. ruby tuesdays ruby tuesdays and the olive garden it's right next to chinatown downtown well, formerly the Combat Zone. I was going to say those are the last remnants of the Combat Zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Jacques Cab- Jacques World Famous Cabaret, of course, previously mentioned, is, is a, was a is a jewel and a gem of the former Combat Zone. That's right. still alive. Yeah, that's one of the only. There's three things basically, right? The two strip clubs and Jacques. And Jacques, yeah, and yeah, in Chinatown, the more things change, the more the more things change. Uh, what they're huh, doing no, all high the more rises. Things change, the more things change. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But they're going to push right. everyone out. They're um, pushing everybody out of what? Well, no, every time because I would commute and I'd walk through there to my bus. I know. I worked in Boston, but it was just every day it was some new high-rise project for apartments or some sort of structure. And I'm like, they're going to push everyone out that's living in Chinatown. Yeah. Eventually. Well, they're pushing everybody out everywhere. It's yeah. the, the gentrification in Boston is so for real. It is. It's just, it's ragged and gutted and rotted. It's so expensive to live in downtown Boston. It's completely unmanageable. Oh. Even the area that Whitey Bulger used to hang out in is now a very Tony upmarket spot yeah. winter hill luxury condos darling yes darling yes. um what's the diner um, the south street diner. diner south street diner south street diner how long's that been there for forever forever that owned was, by the mob that was supposedly mob run yeah it still yeah. is probably yeah, yeah, there yeah. was a guy big john there he used to um he was the greatest guy ever we used to go there after uh, partying at uh you know like after jacques or axis or avalon yeah sundays mondays um we used to head over to the south street diner just down on neyland street so for those who aren't familiar with boston or its history of clubs there's a stretch called Lansdowne Street that used yep. to be the epicenter for clubs. Yeah. Now it's it houses the House of Blues, oh, and there's yeah. like a really shitty restaurant called Tequila Rain, yeah. all owned by the same <laughs> consortium, I believe, that used oh, to own Avalon yes. and Axis. Oh, right. who is, I forget what that's called. The Brothers. The Brothers something. The, the, the Brothers, brothers Karamazov. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, you, they were the Grimm Brothers, yeah. and then it was Brother Karamazov. <laughs> yeah. They wanted to upgrade their image and be more European. Yes, a, a little more, more class, honey. <laughs> who are those brothers? Um, I remember seeing one of the brothers once when I was 19 or something i was uh answering the phone at axis which was next to avalon yeah yeah oh i i had a brief stint where i was at a call center uh, well, it, not not the sex line i never answered the phones there just call, in calls yeah um, wait did you ever do phone sex Let no just... i never did but i i did work on a documentary once about phone sex so i talked to a bunch of different operators oh my god you know i did phone sex three times really 
I did. Why only three times? I called in. Oh, you called in. Okay. I, I solicited sex over the I phone. I see. Okay. Yeah. I did that once when I was a child. You did? did. What did you call 1-800-BED-PUSSY? I, <laughs> I don't remember what it was. I remember going, I was maybe 11, and I went down the street to a payphone. I, I was young. I couldn't play along. I was like, okay. And they were talking about all the sex stuff. And then I kind of got nervous and weirded out and was laughing. And they're like, she's just a kid. And then I hung up out of fear. Oh, my God. They clocked your tea, as yeah. it were. Mm-hmm. Damn. I used to call, like... If you dialed back in the day when you if you dialed like one eight hundred hot pussy or one eight hundred wet cunt yeah you, you just you'd get the first you'd get the 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 little like automated thing that's like welcome to one eight hundred hot cunt <laughs> and then I would just like start jerking off right then oh my god and I didn't want to I didn't want to get to the operator but I one time I got um I got I was like they asked me I was like what would you like would you like a, a gentleman or a lady and I said <laughs> I don't like it. I don't. I don't like a gentleman, please. You know. And, and then I got some guy, and then he was like, "Hey, baby, how you doing?" And I was like, "I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine." And then he started going off, and I was like, "Oh, I just hung up the phone." It was like too much. It was yeah. like way too much. It was so I couldn't be like, "Yeah, what are you gonna do to me? What are you gonna do to me, daddy or Bo? I don't even know what to say. You know what I mean? I have no idea what to it's say." It's weird. It has to be a fetish thing. Like you're right. at home, obviously, and right. you're like, "I'm getting off on this." And right. I'm, I'm the child of a payphone. I don't know what I was thinking. Right. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> a child. Let's paint that picture a, child, a little more. A child a, at a pay, at a, a payphone. Yeah, soliciting phone sex in Western Massachusetts. In West, which town? Um, Northampton. Oh yeah, yeah. Lesbo City. Yep. Yeah, love no, love Northampton. Smith College. So, oh, Lesbo. You went to Smith College? No, I grew up there. Oh, okay, but I went to I took classes there, German classes there, when I was in high school. Oh, cool. Smarty know. pants. What are you trying to brag on the podcast? <laughs> Blag, yeah. What the fuck? You know, you're not frivolous. Okay, we get it. <laughs> I wasn't very good at it, but... So, Hilfe, Polizei. Working on that documentary about phone sex ads, so I went and dug deep into old vintage porns to get the ads that were on the front of some old porn tapes. Because, I mean, there's a couple up on Pornhub, etc. But I was really... I was... Uh, I was trying to think. I was... Uh, I was hitting a dry well. I was trying to think of a good <laughs> euphemism for yeah, yeah, yeah. It was dry going, and it was. I was starting to chafe. And I want to give you my furniture phone sex ad right now. Okay, please. It's coming. It's coming to me. Thank you for calling Jennifer Convertibles. Our hot, wet, leatherette sofas are ready for you to slide your dingling in between the cushions. Press one for velour. <laughs> Press two for leatherette. Press three for uh treated suede or press four for hard plastic <laughs> have you ever fucked a couch that's no. what i'm trying to get at no you never fucked a couch before no jesus christ amateurs <laughs> my friend mark used to fuck all this the um he used to fuck the space between the couch cushions oof there's yeah. always those stories of kids that are like, he, this kid had a hole in his mattress and he yep. always fucked it. Like, yeah. I had that story when I was yeah. younger. You had that story? No, wait a yeah, minute. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> Shut <yeah>. up. <laughs> but I, used to, I was a pillow humper big time and yeah. I'm, a, I'm a writher. Mm-hmm. No, like, wait, I love to writhe. Who was fucking the couch? Was it a cloth? Or leather couch. It was not a leather couch. Oh, mm. it was. It That's was definitely. It was not a leather couch. It was definitely a cloth. It was like um, it was plush. I'm Extra just wondering chafing. about she's very plush. evidence that was left behind. Oh, I well no. This was this was before the ability to ejaculate. Oh, I'm quite sure. okay, that's different. This is just like um, this is like a pre-sexual boner. Yeah, yeah, kind of thing. Just kind of just trying to get the ropes. Remember, mom, I told you not to listen to this show.
this is another thing that I found on a vintage porn tape. And this okay. happened because I went to this place called Cinephile, which is a fabulous video store, mm-hmm. one of the last remaining brick and mortar video stores. And it's mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. And they have everything, really. Um, stuff that you can't find on DVD. They have bootlegs of it transferred to DVD. They have rare stuff. One day I was in there buying a few laser discs, of course, including a laser disc, a sealed laser disc of A Star is Born. Wow. Mm, and a few others. They were having a clear out sale for a dollar each. And I saw this brown box. On it, it said, uh, mystery box porn. What? Yeah. Really? Yes. And they looked it to be VHS size. So, Did you I, just say they looked it? it they, did I say that? I think they said they looked it to be. They looked it to be. I like that. I will review that okay. in the editing. Now, That's um, not standard white English. Well, nothing standard here, darling. No, darling. It's just fancy schmancy. Little fish and chips. And I was going to get it as a gift for our friend. I opened the box up. And the first thing I see is a tape called By and Beyond 3, Hermaphrodite. Wow. All of them are vintage 80s boxes, all in the original uh, large box. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, yep, with the exactly outer casing, and then inside there was yep. a clamshell plastic case yep. as a mm-hmm. protective cover. Some of them still had the original pr- pleasure chest price tags on them as well. Wow. And of course, some of them ran between 60 and $80. Yeah, they're very expensive. Very expensive. Very expensive. So I immediately called them back, <laughs> and I said do you have more of these? And they were like, oh, yeah, 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 we got a bunch. So it turns out that Hugh Hefner's brother was an avid collector of all kinds of porn. And when he passed, his widow brought his entire collection to Cinefy. Wow. And there was so much of it, they didn't know what to do with it. So they were batching it up in, you know, boxes and selling it for like 15 bucks a box or something. Wow. Before I even put anything on the machine to transfer it, because I do a lot of that for those who don't know me personally, all four or five of you. <laughs> there, uh, I do a lot of archiving and related work. And I have a massive VHS collection and a lot yes. of rare video because I use a lot of it at Videodrome and also for other purposes. Mm-hmm. Well, I went to transfer the Hermaphrodite tape. Okay. And as I rewound it, it, when it hit full rewind, the leader on the end of the tape, it broke. So the tape was unplayable. Mm-hmm. I knew this tape had to be transferred because <laughs> by and beyond three, it's the third of a series. Oh my gosh. And it's called Hermaphrodite. Okay. And Paul Norman, I believe, who is a West Hollywood, I think, resident or was at the time, uh, was known for these. It was like a big deal, a Paul Norman film. Okay. So I put it on to transfer it and the opening sequence has a theme song. Oh my gosh. It's a fully written theme song. No and way. It's insane. I, I, we'll put a clip of the intro on the Instagram. Okay. This is a perfect place for it. Uh, and remember, we didn't make this. So if you get upset about it, that's... Talk to your doctor. That's right. <laughs> See if yeah. Abilify is for you. Yeah, yeah. Or Vivance. Or Ativan. Yeah, Ativan. So this is the theme song to Hermaphrodite. Okay. Oh my gosh. I'm a lover's fantasy. 
I mean, is this the credit sequence or? This is the credit sequence. Now, what's going on in the credit sequence is there is like some kind of astral background, like nighttime wow. sky. It looks like it's in space. Yeah. And then these sort of, uh, imagine Nautilus models moving into frame wow. with a glow around them and sparks wow. coming off of them in a way, or maybe just fragments of stars. Wow. And then moving into position and then moving out again. Wow. Well, see, I mean, that's that blows my mind. It's like positive well, sexual be, well, body it, stuff. It is because the, the there's so much going back in history about the two spirit, yeah. about um, the traveler, uh-huh. the mm-hmm. person who straddles both masculine and feminine, and is the ultimate. It's not even the ultimate taboo. Uh-huh. It's the ultimate access to pleasure. Okay, sure. So it's not. So uh, nowadays, I think we'd use the word intersex. Would you have um, some sort of combination of both gonads of the male and female species mm-hmm. and human and homo sapiens or something yeah. like that? But the thing is, it's not, it's, it's this, um, now it's so, the problematic nature of, of trans fetishization is of course that it is unacceptable in society. And then the taboo nature translates very clearly and horrifically to violence. Yeah. You know, but... I myself worked as a trans hooker for very, uh, for a long time. Uh And I was the ultimate seduction. Sure. And I still am, you know, and that it's, I can't tell you how many straight identifying men have told me to my face. It looked into my pretty blue eyes and said, girl, I would marry you if you weren't, if it was, if loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right. Mm -hmm. And also if I didn't have my wife, I'd make you my lady and all this kind of stuff. And also it's like, you know, well, mama, I don't want to be your lady. First of (laughs) all, and and second of all, where's that money at? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? But for a lot of, you know, I mean, I'm, I don't ever wish to downplay the horrific nature of the way that people who are not in a box, yeah. I'm not even going to say trans because because it's that's not even the whole story. But people who do not fit a box, yeah, yeah, they are treated horribly. Yeah, in the United States of America, especially, and then many other countries, of course. But the the disenfranchisement of that intersex hermaph- hermaphroditic or or, or trans uh, gender um, variant sure. presenting folks. I mean, we can't downplay that, and I certainly don't mean to lampoon it ridicule it or or anything like that but it is the ultimate seduction for for many 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 folks Mm -hmm. you know and that's i think this fucking theme song rules isn't that song amazing (laughs) it's amazing it's a a really good song yeah it's really catchy it sounds like pleasure it could have been a hit if maybe the lyrics were slightly different yeah Uh, i think hermaphrodite (laughs) might have to be changed yeah yeah yeah. but but hermes and aphrodite that's where it comes from Mm. yeah you know it reminds me of hedwig's origin of love well, right. It is the it's the ultimate in expression. You know, Venus in Jupiter or Venus in Mars. Mars Mars is at Hermes and Aphrodite is Venus. Oh, okay, that's where the, the I believe that's where the term comes from. It's mm-hmm. the union of both planetary. It's it's the the union. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
Do you want to hear some phone sex ads? Um, hold on. Can I? I I need to tell. Yes. Oh, well, but go ahead. Go ahead. I need to. I need to let the listeners at home know how I used to answer my phone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so Craig, call me. Yes, Katya. Please. Yeah, tell but me. Craig. <laughs> <laughs> so if you called me on the telephone, I'd be like, hey, Craig, how are you? Oh, I'm just doing this, that, and the other thing, like I've been talking here on the podcast. But yeah. if you well, call let's, me... Let's act it out. Okay. So, uh, ring, ring, ring. Hello? Hello, Katya? Yes, how are you? Oh, I'm fine, thanks. It's Craig. What are you up to? I'm making slow, soapy circles on the linoleum. <laughs> Cleaning house, eh? Yes, I'm wearing a dress that's pink. With little daisies. <laughs> I mean, that's from Girl Six, which is a phone sex movie by yeah, Spike well, Lee. But, I know that very well yeah. because of that documentary I did, an audio documentary on phone sex. I, I pulled many... I'd seen the movie anyway, but that yeah. was my go-to for that. Oh, I just love that movie. You cannot talk about phone sex and talk about and not film. Talk, I know, I know. Girl Six, because six is for sex. And Naomi Campbell is terrific when they're doing the auditions in the room. Oh my God, so good. The first one we're going to listen to from Girl Six is uh, a little speech from Madonna over Hot Thing by Prince, who did the soundtrack for the film. While office-bound fantasy girls are restricted by what they can say, a fantasy girl that works out of the home, a home girl, oh. can experience complete and total freedom. You can invite your caller to fully experience his deepest, darkest, strangest, wildest desires. No inhibitions, no restrictions. Total freedom, no How good was that? It's so good. And then she went on to talk about shitting's really big right now. I guess it must, it must have something to do with the stock market. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. These are edited excerpts. Yes, darling. So let's see what the next one is. You are the ones who listen. Mm-hmm. Gotta listen. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. You're the one who appreciates them. Mm-hmm. You're the ones who doesn't judge them. Mm. You want them to like you, ladies. Because if they like you, they call back. And if they call back a lot, you make lots of cash, ladies. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, it is true. That's in the the whole... It's about relationships. It's about relationships, Trump, everything. Mm -hmm. They really do. And that was the the approach I took when I was a a call girl. We referred to this on another episode. We were talking about it. What is it? What's the thing? It's people. People first, then money, then things. That's Susie Orman. That's right. And that's the three. That's one of the three basic tenets of financial freedom from the fear of financial insecurity. Sure. If you do not, if you do not have relationships, you cannot be a business person. Mm -hmm. If you do not have relationships, you cannot save money. Right. And if you do not have um, a grasp over the hierarchy of needs in the financial, personal and business sector, then you cannot have and encourage wealth that's true for you or for anybody else yep. it's just the truth but yeah with people uh, oh that was lovely Thank that was you very much, no it actually wasn't <laughs> it usually is it usually is blight, actually yeah so i was stunting for her because yeah. i was stunt doubling rather for her yeah but the it's what the few times that i've um called and had phone sex it's i'm always very aware of the time because mm-hmm. the clock is ticking it is ticking yeah and so it's it's a really funny thing is like you, as a phone sex operator i always wonder like what is the strategy there? Right, exactly. How long to keep them on? How you want to keep them on as long as possible. As long right? as possible, but you also want to keep them calling back. That's right, yeah. So it's it's really interesting. And my my thing when I was hooker was that you got one hour. Hmm. You got 60 minutes. Yeah. 
and the clock is ticking. Yeah. You know, um, I, if, if the session went over, which it rarely does, by mm-hmm. the way, yeah, it really does. I know, I know a hooker, one of the best hookers in the biz, uh, a, a trans hooker. And she always used to say, yeah, I charge for the hour, but it's, I mean, it's honey. They never use that full hour because she's that good. Sure, she she gets them rocking and rolling in fifteen, mm-hmm. and and then once they come, it's a wrap. Yeah, very it's efficient. a wrap. Yeah. yeah, there was one time where I had a guy over, and before I even had a chance to wipe his deposit off of my dainty makeup face, yes. I heard the tires screech outside. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, I mean, you know. Look, even in some relationships, people have uh, difficulty maintaining some kind of connection after the climax. So in yeah. a transactional situation. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. The sayonara. No <laughs> yeah. receipt necessary. No refund. Yeah. Yeah. You can't take that receipt to the tax man. You surely cannot. Although plenty of people do take credit cards. Yes, they do. Barbara really? Absolutely. I mean, it makes sense. I never yeah. thought of it. Now, what do they bill it as? Is it like a uh, home refreshing or something? <laughs> Yeah, TV VCR repair. Oh, that's classic. <laughs> yeah. You know, because poppers, poppers often sold, sold under uh, VCR head cleaner. Head cleaner. That's right. Well, head cleaner. I mean, uh, come on. Uh-huh. <laughs> yuck! 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 Yeah! 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 Uh huh! Uh huh! Craig, you're a beast. You're a liar and a lecherous creature. Yes, thank you, thank you. I'm just trying to deal with my anger issues. <laughs> Let's see what's next in the playlist okay. of filth and phonography. Show me the pawn. Pawn up, please. Hey, lover. Ooh. I'm a hot, sexy plaything with a passion for sweet pussy. My girlfriends and I are exploring each other's bodies right now, and we'd love for you to join us. Call me now and listen as I suck her nipples, nibble on her clit, oh. push it vibrate into her pussy, oh or mm, stick my tongue down her tight pink hole. Yes, we need a man like you to tell us what to do. You can just listen in or get involved in it live, uncensored, three ways, no limits. We're sexy young sluts who will do anything to stay wet and horny. Call now. Blythe looks absolutely mortified, by the way. I just like <laughs> no, to say, she looked like she was experiencing some kind of uh, stress-related... Uh, um, I've been triggered. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm that kidding. was, a, again, another found piece of audio. Mm-hmm. You know what's interesting about that? I was told by the company I was working for at the time that it was too explicit for the phone sex documentary. Are we on the radio? Okay. No, I mean, we're not. Oh, I mean, I know, come that's the on. Thing. It's not the I fucking know. radio. How about this? How about this? <sighs> Journalistically, that's what was. That what was what had happened was. Yeah, what had happened was. Yeah. And pl- I'm sorry, that was tame. It was, oh, that was the tamest one. I think I edited that down before putting on yeah. that garbage music. That's tame. There, I, I've heard stuff where it's like, you want me to squirt a gallon of my pussy juice in your face, motherfucker? You know, that's what that's yeah. the kind of stuff that's like, it gets rotten, vile, and nasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, the more provocative. Provocative. Yeah, see, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, I'm going to step back there and say it's not rotten and nasty. I'm gonna say You're it, shaming. I'm slut shaming again. <laughs> You're squirt advertising shaming. Yeah, see, I, mama, nobody squirts farther than me. Ooh. These pussy lips. Okay, enough. That's enough. That's enough. We know you're a woman. <laughs> if those if those vagina walls could talk, they could talk. They would be they would be chit chattering, blabbering, blabbering all day, darling. It would be straight talk. 
or not. The, the Encyclopedia Clitanica. Ah. How's that one? I think I have That's that good. ad right here, actually. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Darling. And so then the next item on the docket, I believe, is also from Girl 6. I believe this is the Naomi Campbell. I say believe because these are all unmarked. They just okay. say phone sex interstitials. Well, so let's hold on check a it out. Hello. This is Mistress Marlene. I yes. heard you've been a naughty boy. Now pull down your pants and bend over my knees. You're going to get spanked. Yes, one spank for touching my panties. And two spanks for putting your fingers near my clitoris. And three spanks for putting your fingers deep into my love hole. Oh, yes, one more spank. The ultra spank, ultra spank yes. for letting your dick drip. Didn't I tell you not to let your dick drip? Now stand up and thank me for punishing me. Dick yes. drip! Very good, 75. I think a dick drip is a good way to end the day. <laughs> Jennifer fucking Lewis. God yes. damn. She, Lil, the boss. Okay. She's fantastic. She is the mother of black Hollywood. I mean, her on RuPaul's podcast was so fantastic. Oh my God. When I was listening to that, I had just been listening to Janet Jackson's mm-hmm. 1997 um, album, Velvet Rope. Okay. You've been on a big Janet Jackson kick lately. Yeah? Oh yes. Oh yes, I have. Um, Janet Jackson's album, The Velvet Rope is one of the most transcendent R&B Pop, pop albums there mm-hmm. is um and she talks about when one of the interludes um janet jackson says there's nothing more depressing than having having it all and still feeling sad mm-hmm. you must learn to water your spiritual garden and you know the, the dick drip brought this to mind the well, no three things uh jennifer lewis the dick drip yeah and then jennifer lewis on rupaul's podcast talks about gardening oh that's right as, as cultivating her spiritual practice and then number three yeah in girl six there's another uh macy gray looking character who yeah. talks about my flower beds all wet now lover listen to my flower bed and i'm going to try to make the sound <laughs> bravo Okay. Hold on, one more time. Stop. Do you know what I'm doing there? Ah, uh, yes. Well, I have no idea. It's a good thing this isn't, it's a good thing this isn't video. <laughs> <laughs> Those were my sugar walls. <laughs> but you have to learn how to water your spiritual garden in all senses of the word, whether that's letting your dick drip, whether that's letting your pussy squirt, or whether that's letting watering the seeds of compassion in your heart. Yes, yeah. Barbara, please bring me the facts. Or summoning the ultra spank. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one more spank. The, the ultra, ultra spank. spank. Now stand up and thank me for punishing you. Yeah. Work, bitch. Most of the folks that we talked to on that documentary, that was the biggest niche market, was the... Dominant, yeah, the dominant, um, really, dom versus sub, yeah, the dom stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know many dominatrices, Mm -hmm. and it also makes sense too because that's the most relatable in audio form, right? Sure, it's the it's the easiest one to translate because a lot of it is verbal, right? It's it's punishment, yeah, it's verbal abuse. A lot of Craigslist ads about doms and looking for subs, Mm -hmm. yeah, vice versa. Yeah, I I myself have been mostly in the role of a, a dom. Uh-huh. In terms of like role play or like, or just, no, I mean, not like straight up punishment or, or BDSM stuff, but like I find myself on the, the top bunk more often than not. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, there's that cliche of, of the, of the bottom or the sub is really in control, but, um, power I find bottoms, etc. Yeah. Power bottoms. But I, I, I find it all so fascinating, especially like this, this really like, I, I suppose it's a total cliche at this point but the the high stakes high powered corporate 
type yeah. who just wants to be ridiculed um, by by a, a woman or by um, a taboo figure or by an outcast, say uh-huh. like a goth transsexual, yeah. um, you know, prostitute. Um, but that is such a it's so prevalent these days. It's like there's just shades and shades of like cliches and stereotypes about it because it is really super common. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of cliches are that way because things are true. I mean, they're true blue, baby. I love you. <laughs> That's a Madonna reference. Yeah. And the Madonna party will be coming back to LA sometime yes. this year. We're not going to say exactly when. And so to shift topic just slightly, it's kind of the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, Videodrome is an active LA thing now. And mm-hmm. then uh, you came to it, which was exciting. I loved it. And yeah. I think you're a fabulous DJ. Fabulous. Thank you, I. darling. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And it's a great, it's a great night because... What I've observed in life, not just in Boston and L.A., is that people don't really like to dance anymore. Mm-hmm. Boston definitely has a problem with dancing. It shows. Yeah. I know a synth pop uh, band called Freeze Pop that we know mm-hmm. would always comment that people don't dance in Boston, but everywhere else they play, they notice. They dance. Yeah, yeah. they dance. I think people have to uh, get the stick out of their assholes. Right. It's, it's too cold, though. It's too cold. But don't you want to? Don't you ever just want to shake your body in a very compelling way? In I a mean, very welcoming, all inclusive, fun yeah. space. And Videodrome yeah. is exactly that. Oh, wait, thank Give you. Give in, get happy. That's, That's right. The That's the slogan. That's the slogan. Give yeah. in, get happy. Give it, and also give it up. Give it up, not not the not the give up the ghost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give the ghost. Yeah, give the ghost, and, and get that chip off your shoulder. If That's you're right. in Boston, get both those chips off your shoulder. That's never gonna happen. No, it's not. But it's okay. We can try. We can hope. We can pray, and we can ponder. <laughs> and though we've uh, though we've definitely said a lot of anti-Boston things. On oh, the side I love of the Boston. The two of you can go straight to hell. You fucking douchebag. Well, you know, we, we, we still have a lot of friends in Boston, of course. Say you know Tashietti oh, yeah. and the gang, all the Malibu, Madge of Honor. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course, Madge of Honor. Yes, God. Peter, Bobby, Jan. Bobby, Jan. No, don't forget Stacey, Catherine, Bob, uh, Leslie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's Marsha and Bobby Sisters Brown. With voices. Bobby yeah, Brown. Bobby Brown. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he can go back to Roxbury. He has a warrant for his arrest. Well, no, that was just on his show. I think he cleared that up. Okay, I think good. He cleared, he cleared up. it up, you fucking douchebag. <laughs> why, why are you slandering? Yeah, mm. you're going to get a sued. You're going to get a sued by the cops, by the fucking pigs, you in, fucking douchebag. In a recent interview with Bobby Brown, he said that drugs had nothing to do with Whitney Houston's death. Oh, okay. Okay, well, you know what? <laughs> As you know, I don't think drugs exist. So I'm going to go on. I'll just say I'm going to leave that one alone. So, see, I still struggle with that because I don't know. Substances, you agree, exist. I think substances are different than drugs. But how so? Just define it for because me. Because I think that a substance is a piece of a, something that produces a chemical reaction inside the body. That's what a drug yeah. is. But isn't that what you're right? That's what I mean. Like, isn't it just a different word for substance? Mm. Substance abuse substance abuse taking drugs drugs though but the war on drugs oh, okay yeah is a failure oh that, certainly so that's where i think where i think drugs are used to um drugs are like i don't like drugs because drugs aren't the enemy ho yeah people are so you're saying are you saying rather that it's more the connotation that the word drugs yeah, has because i think that it's like it's a it's, fallacy i think it's a fallacy because the war on drugs is of course in america is an abject failure it's also a band by the way meanwhile we're not saying the band is a failure no just no so you know. <laughs> they're great yeah i love that tune narc no i'm just kidding um but uh no but the you know i think it's mo- it's mostly about economics mm-hmm now, we had touched on something, I think, in the first episode when you were talking about how drugs don't exist. And you said that drugs uh, serve as, um, I'm paraphrasing, a tool 
for the um, powers that be to keep the poor down. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. But, but the thing is, we never explored that. Well, so if you could talk about okay. that a little. I think that, okay, so drugs are just substances that produce an effect in the body. Mm-hmm. You know, whether that is, um, I'd say substances like you could have a substance like turmeric. Sure. Okay. And there's a spectrum of drugs. And you have something like morphine. You have something like heroin. You have synthetic things. You have natural things. But, you know, isn't heroin derived from poppy somehow? Right. And then, you know, and then there is synthetic opiates like um, fentanyl. Yeah. Analgesics. um, What did you call me? Uh, You know, painkillers. Yeah. Um, And these are things that are... um, that have you know anesthetic properties, painkilling properties for the, for use in surgeries, um, the life sort of um, life saving and life enhancing substances that aid in surgical procedures and pain management and stuff like that. But you know when it it's an economic crisis when when uh, healthcare does not um, when, when it's a criminalized issue and not a public health one. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I think that drug addiction and substance abuse is, by and large, a public health issue. Sure. And not a criminal one. Okay. See, I wasn't sure what you meant when I was listening back to that. I thought, oh, you know, we should have explored that a little more fully. Well, right. Because also, you know, there could be two different things. You, because, you know, there's a lot of people who believe in the conspiracy, which I'm not saying is not true. That, well, you know, that certain uh, areas... Well, uh, certain parts of town uh, ghettos were flooded with heroin deliberately well, see, yeah. and, and, and so I on. don't even think it matters. So at this point, the de- deliberate nature of it is irrelevant. Uh-huh. They were. Yeah. So, so in, if you have um, a segregated impoverished community, yeah. it's a black hole. Right. I mean, a lot of the ghettos are literally quite literally uh, filled with black folks and they are, holes in the wall uh-huh. and then what happens when you invite certain uh tantalizing substances in there for people with no chances uh-huh, right um they get addicted to crack right addicted right. to heroin sure. and anybody any good drug addict who, worth their salt knows that when you get addicted to heroin that's a losing battle yeah and same yeah. thing with crack it's a full-time th- hobby it's a full-time cross to bear yeah and it's really hard shaking off that cross especially when even all things being equal with no drug addiction you have very few chances of climbing the socioeconomic ladder as mm-hmm. it were yeah. without the specter of fucking crack addicts and heroin addicts and you know on every direction lurking and mm-hmm. drug addicts who are um and drug dealers who are trying to make a dollar yeah because they don't want to work at McDonald's. And even when you're in any situation and it's grim, you tend to turn to any escape that's available. Anything. Yeah. I mean, even when Anything. I was working a lot years ago as uh, working on um, marketing films and instructional films, et cetera. But through the course of a few months, over the course of a few months, I was writing and then being on the set for all these things on Dunkin' Donuts. Mm-hmm. And so eventually you're so bored. You're just like, oh, the donuts. Yeah. Sure. So anything that's like a mild, if you're yeah, really stressed you're out reaching. and there's like there's catering around, you're going to end up eating too much. So Absolutely. In any situation, you're yeah. going to go for something that gives you a little bit of escape. Any or a little bit or a lot of it. And any also, people are literally just going to reach. Yeah. You got stupid kids on the internet putting Tide Pods in their mouth. Yeah, I know. Okay, that's and just... And we all know that those should be put up your bum. Up your bum. <laughs> exactly. You got to clean out the can. That's all. Like, now that people are starting to pay attention to heroin, because white people are dying, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the, the... They are? Wait a second. Yeah, exactly, right? And Because it's it's a public height, it's a public it's a pub- health... It's a public... Yeah. It's a, it's a public policy, public health crisis, and also... It's a criminal justice, uh, just structural, complete c- 
catastrophe. Yeah. Well, the government's not going to do shit about it because everyone makes money off of it and it's yeah. a way of controlling people. Well, right. Well, it's a, it's a way of keeping uh, the poor, you know, out of the picture. And, you know, it, we don't have enough time to go into this, but the war on drugs is an abject failure. And um, you cannot have, like like we learned with Bush, you cannot have a war on an abstract concept. Sure, like that's the right. war yeah. on terror. Also, just what say, the fuck does that even yeah, mean, right, bitch? exactly. Yeah. Just it, say no. That's just not, say no. No, that doesn't matter. Just say no when you have nothing else going on. Give yeah. your rights away. Yeah, exactly. That's a good slogan. Yeah. <laughs> Take Ari Pipperzol instead. <laughs> That, yeah. that doesn't fit as well in a shirt to give your rights away, which I yeah. think you might be able to market with. Maybe Nike could do something yeah. with that. I think all drugs, all drug convictions, drug felonies, all the, everything, all drug crimes and all sex crimes, like um, prostitution. Yeah. I, basically, I think prostitution and drugs should be decriminalized in America at once. Oh, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Everything should be legal. Yeah. Regulated. Drugs. Yeah. And then um, the person tax. has control. Like, well, say the a person pros- has then options. a prostitute has, a con- has control and is not running from the law. can do something legally if they choose to do so. Yeah. And, and then it, there you have less pimps controlling you and then you can take Exactly. Profits, so. And also removing this puritanical stigma will mm-hmm. have, that will have a trickle down effect in, in terms of generational um, yeah. change and attitudes towards sex, sex work, sex crime. Puritans. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't like Massachusetts. Oh yeah. We're all pilgrims darling. Mm-hmm. Blue blood Brahmins. Oof. Pilgrims darling. Straight off the boat no, from thank Mayfair. You. We don't need that Puritan jive. <laughs> no. Well, yeah, because they are dead and, <laughs> and we, we are alive. alive. We're alive. That's right. That's, That's right. right. It's all right to, to fuck, fuck all, all night. night. And it's okay? To suck all day. That's right, Blake. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh. I, we're coming to a close, I think, on this okay. uh, sprawling episode. So. Well, this is fabulous. Mm-hmm. Yes. This Super is fabulous. Fabulous, fabulous. Fabulous Friday. Can I give a shout out to Wigs by Vanity? Yes, please. As many as you'd like. I just want to give a shout out to Wigs by Vanity because they have... they. Vanity from Australia is the purveyor of such fine quality lace front wigs. You cannot get a higher quality lace front wig these days. And and such and it's such a dazzling array of colors. They the don't whole even need batteries spectrum. either. <laughs> they don't even run. You don't have a card or batteries or nothing. Nothing. You don't just, even have to charge it. And you can just pin it into your head and just shake it and go. So yeah. wigs by vanity. Fabulous Friday for wigs by vanity. And we'd also like to point out that there is now a whimsically volatile Twitter and Instagram. Oh, yes, there is. Now, the handle on Instagram is Katya and Craig. The only option I had prior to Katya and Craig on Twitter was volatile pod, whimsically V, <laughs> V whimsical. And I thought, no, 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 no. no. Now, volatile pot, I think, doesn't sound right. Katya it's, and Craig is cute. No, it sounds yeah. like a bad foot. Yeah, it does. I got a couple volatile pods. Yeah. They're sort of on my inner thigh. Yeah. That guy was getting a massage, and he said, watch out for my volatile pod. Exactly. That's actually what was happening. That's exactly yeah. what was happening. Hey, we circled back on that one, That's Craig. Right. Talk about a callback. Yeah. <laughs> and, rem- and for Blythe Russo, check out at Blythe Russo, which is, of course, B-L-Y-T-H-E-R-U-S-S-O. Thank you. Or as Blythe just said, me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and congrats you guys for getting on billboard for the first episode being posted recently thank you one correction katya did not get evicted but no that's I what they not. wrote you did not get evicted well, no i i got you no, chose I got, to move out but i chose to move out and i got asked very politely to leave but yeah but but that but i yeah i did not get evicted no but you, I, you I, I mentioned summarizing, that. In, I, I summarizing. Yeah, and I, I think I clarified that. You're too. a good egg. You would never get eviction on your record. No, thank you, darling. Thank you very much, Barbara. Please. 
Christ. All right, so anything else that anyone wants to uh, plug or mention? I have ADD. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, you know, this episode, once again, like many other episodes, brought to you by ADD. Yes, and also ADHD. The H is for honesty. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. And uh, by the way, if you haven't already, subscribe on iTunes. And I want to thank everyone for the lovely reviews you've been leaving. Sure. I haven't read them, but I'd like to thank you for my uh, family's wonderful holiday newsletter. Yes. And on that note, because we were talking about sex on the phone and we we're talking about Videodrome and nothing says brings us together like this. Uh.